everybody, it's me, Nicole Fortune, in the pillow fort, and I'm not gonna lie to you, it's been a rough week. Um, my plan was to keep on keeping on with our regular episodes, um, especially this month, there was a lot to celebrate, it's pride, summer, um, supposed to be in the pool, COVID said no, um, I'm turning 29 in a couple of weeks, which is um, good or bad, depending on how I'm feeling when I get up. Um, but I couldn't do any of that this this particular week because I do not have the luxury of ignoring or escaping what is going on in the world. Um, because I'm a woman of color and because um, I have family members of, that are black and what has happened um, to people like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor is, um, and Ahmaud Arbery are, are not things that I can just ignore um, because they affect me and my mental health personally. And so instead of doing a regular schmegular episode today, I feel like I had to get some stuff off of my brain and off of my chest and off of my heart. So I hope you can keep in that sneeze. <laughs> um, that, hold on, one more. <laughs> okay, and allergies too. Um, that you will give me a few minutes of your time just to process in the pillow for it. My favorite place and the safest place around. And so before I really give you a spiel of, of, you know, what I've been going through and my thoughts on things, I want to tell you a story. And so once upon a time, a few years ago, in Chucktown, um, I ran into a colleague of mine who was a probation officer. And he said, hey, I saw you at Home Team Barbecue, which is delicious if you ever get a chance to go to Charleston, um, with your boyfriend. Um tall black dude really skinny and I said huh no that's not that's not what my boyfriend looks like um so it definitely wasn't me and he said no way it was definitely you and you were with this tall skinny black guy and so he looked at me like I was crazy and I looked at him like he was crazy and we we parted ways um and I'm driving home and I'm like I don't know any tall black men there's no way um that could have been me uh, I don't know, maybe I have a doppelganger. And then by the time I get home, I realize that he was talking about Daniel, who is my little brother, who before that moment I had never considered a man. He's a boy to me. He's a kid. He's a tall kid, um, but a, a child. Um, and not just because of the fact that he's on the spectrum, but just because he's my little brother. And that story has been really percolating and just ruminating in my head all week because there's not a ton of difference between the situations that happened with um, a lot of the unarmed black men um, and what could ever happen to Daniel under the wrong circumstances? Um, 
ever since 2014 when Michael Brown was shot and killed by police my family and I have never let Daniel walk by himself over a police scanner he would just be tall black boy tall black man um, braids skinny reached for his phone could have been a gun ran um, standing by a construction zone that happened in his neighborhood all the time and then after you know the fact when he's already a hashtag that's when we would people would realize you know oh no he was he had he was on the spectrum he had autism he had a three pound dog that he loved he had a grandma that he loved he had anime that he was obsessed with and so this week I struggled with the fact that a lot of people don't know that that this person that they care about that's a genuine fear for him and us and it probably was a genuine fear for George Floyd's family and the same can be said for my dad too there's no difference really between George Floyd and my what could happen to my dad my dad smokes my dad goes to corner stores the real difference there is zip code and so I've been thinking about all of that this week and it's really been messing with my mental health and my generalized anxiety as I'm sure it has for a lot of other people of color and so I just wanted to share with you a few things that I've learned this week about others and about myself in the midst of a global pandemic and a global um, reaction to systemic racism the first thing I've learned this week is that humans suck <laughs> they suck really bad even the ones that you think you knew maybe you don't I have been angered and hurt and genuinely surprised by some of the reactions I've seen to what's going on there are people who protested here in Raleigh last week for haircuts who couldn't be found this week there are people I know who call me all the time who I haven't heard from this week. Um, and there are people on Facebook who are trying to debunk the murder of a man who was lynched on television. And that scares me so much <laughs> that um, not only people don't want to hear it or are angered because they don't think it's real, but that somebody sat on a man's neck for nine minutes while he cried for his mom and, and didn't move. And I've been trying to figure out why that is. Why do people feel that way? And I'm thinking it might be because they just don't know what they don't know. I've had some conversations um, or pseudo conversations with people this week that were like, well, give me statistics, well, give me numbers. Well, what is the gravity of this issue? Because they really don't know. Um, and I heard someone say a long time ago that statistics are just people with the tears wiped off, I think was the quote. And it's true. And I don't mind giving you the numbers of the hundreds um, of people who have been um, killed uh, in police brutality over the, the past few years. Um, but those people have names, 
and they have families and they have pets and you got to think you know if every one of those people has a partner and two kids you know that's 300 people who have been affected by a death and now they're having mental health issues and that's 300 dogs or cats who don't have an owner anymore and you know that's if they have both grandparents that's 600 grandparents if that's the math that now don't have a child or a grandchild it's a lot more serious than a haircut so people suck and I don't know why I'm always surprised by that but somehow I am the other thing I learned this week is that those people um, are were children once and that is where the education is going to have to start um, there are kids out here who love black music and black movies and black culture and black people they love hanging out with them and having sex with them and doing dances on TikTok. But when it comes to this issue, they also can't be found because they haven't learned. They don't know what has happened since 1619, which is a great podcast about uh, black people arriving to the United States as slaves. And that scares me too, uh, because that's where the education is gonna have to start. And those people, those kids, and those families are just now getting this education. I tried to get to order some some books to educate myself this week. And of course, everywhere's out of stock because everybody's trying to educate themselves. But so much more is going to have to happen than reading a book or going to a training um, to fix this really insidious issue because I've also heard people say things like this wounds of racism are reopening and um, this racism issue is rearing its ugly head again. But it never went away and the wounds never closed. The racism never went away. Um, I was called a racial slur earlier this year. I still get followed in stores when I'm not with Mike. Um, Again, we don't let Daniel go out by himself for fear that he may get hurt. Um, that's here. That's now. That's the present. And that's people that you know. Anyway, sorry, I digress. But your kids, your kids, my future kids, the kids after these Gen Zers, who some that I've seen this week, and it's a beautiful thing, are so woke and so educated and so angry and so action-oriented. Their kids are going to be the ones that are either going to take what they've learned this week and do something with it or just stick with the status quo. Um, You as parents and you as humans have to be the example for them. Smitty's distracting me with his cuteness. Um, and so yeah, 
that that is scary too that that there there are kids out here who still don't really get it and there are parents out here who don't really get it and it's time it's time to get educated and the last thing I learned this week is that that education has to fall on me as well I've done a lot of I don't even know how to describe it um I've been afraid of, of my own community because I've been trying to stick with the status quo. I've been trying to be the chameleon. I've been trying to be the yes man. I've been trying to do all the things that white people have asked me to do for the sake of being included. Not to ruffle feathers, not to be an outcast, to be the one that they're cool with. And as a result, I haven't taught anybody anything, and I've only exacerbated the the idea that you we're cool with you. We'll march for you. We'll march for Daniel. But I don't know about those other black people. I don't I don't understand the ones that are looting. I don't understand the people who are still complaining about slavery. I I can't deal with that which is the same argument that Daughters of the Confederacy make about Confederate flags. It's our heritage, but they want us to forget about slavery. But anyway, um, don't march for me. March for every black person. March for every black woman. March for every black man. March for every black trans person. March for every black person in the LGBT community march for every black student because we are all part of the same system that's being left behind and shit on for lack of a better term and expected to keep up and I think this week we got tired of it and I realized this week that that was me included and all of a sudden 401 years of frustration weighed on me in a way that affected my sleep, in a way that affected my work ethic, in a way that affected my reaction time, in a way that affected my attention span, in all the ways that generalized anxiety and and stress will do. I'm not above this problem just because I have some letters behind my name. I'm not above this problem because I date a white person. I'm not above this problem because I don't, because I've decided that, you know, it's, it's better to, to step away and be alone in my own struggle. I still, I'm still struggling. So it's time to fix that. It's time to get some solidarity. It's time to, to find my own my own drive and my my own support systems. And it's time to do some good work. So in the time that I have left, I want to say that you can also do that. Um, I don't want to crap on reading a book, but so read a book. <laughs> read some books. There's some good ones out there. Um, listen to podcasts that are made by like you already are and tell the stories of black people um like ear hustle um in 1619 um the times when that i mentioned earlier 
Um, watch movies. Don't traumatize yourself because it's hard, but educate yourself. And then when you learn, pass that knowledge on. And when you pass it on, don't just tell people they're doing something wrong and this is how you do it. Share your stories of getting it wrong. Um, don't, and I'm sure people have heard this all week, don't just be against racism, be anti-racism. When you hear other people say stuff that doesn't sit right, correct it. Um, when you see a person being left out, correct it. Um, when you feel like you don't understand, ask. And if people don't, if black people don't feel like educating you at that moment, like I'll probably be out of energy soon with that, they'll tell you. I'll tell you. And right now, I'm down to educate. I'm down to answer questions. Because somebody has to do it <laughs> for us to stop having to yell and scream at the top of our lungs or break out windows or take you know, tear up a Target for people to get it. And I'm sorry. I don't feel sorry for Target. I don't feel sorry for Target's overpriced lamps because tomorrow those plants, those lamps will be replaced. And if something happens to Daniel, he won't. So I'm done. <laughs> I'm off of my soapbox. And I'm going to do something that I hope all of you do this week. And that's take care of yourself. If you're struggling like me with this because you're a person of color, take a break. Cross stitch. You know how much I love that. And if you're a white person and you're struggling this week with your regular mental health and the stuff that's going on, just like I am, also take a break. Um, and donate some money um, if you got it. And read. Everybody do that. Now I'm rambling. Okay, thank you for listening, if you did. And you know where to find me in the pillow fort if you need me. Hopefully next week we'll be back with something. With something cool. Not just my voice. From us, Smith Dog and Miles and Mike. Bye! Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pillow Fort Sessions podcast. We so appreciate your curiosity. This show was edited and produced by me, Nicole Fortune, and my partner, Mike Young. Background sounds and general cuteness provided by Smitty Jerome the dog and Miles Morales the cat. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. It helps people find us. If you want to see video versions of sessions and or follow us on the social medias, check out our website, pillowfortpod.com. Do you or someone you know want to be in the pillow fort? Go email us right now at pillowfortpod at gmail.com. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. Bye, y'all.